And then I do believe it is Kirk that makes the claim that we could boost this on the order of one to the fourth power. This is the Isn't that one? That is one. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Paul. And welcome to 3D Beam Up. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 20, Court Martial. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Dun dun! Law and order! Starfleet! Nice. Okay, I do have something to come back from after that. Is um, I, I do have a note that it felt like this episode is what would happen if you gave like a sixth grader um, a DVD of three episodes of Law and Order and then... Um, a brief description of what a sci-fi show looks like. <laughs> Look, they're in the courtroom, but they're also in space. Space. It's a space courtroom. <laughs> Guys, I love this episode. Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, too. <laughs> I was worried that was going to happen. I don't good. dislike this episode. I just don't know that it's, it's ridiculous. a Star it's Trek not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's uh, it, but it is kind of good because okay, no. so obviously let's <laughs> let's talk. The the like, the plot and and like like the plot of this episode is ridiculous. We all agree on that. And the like plot the prem- the premise and the, the premise. The premise and the is ridiculous. And the but, plot devices even. Okay, yes, I agree with all that. But here's what carries it is okay, the I'm, acting. The acting carries it, the dialogue carries it, the characters carry it, the sets, costumes, and props carry it. It's some of the best sets, costumes, and scenery that like I've they seen do, in like 38 episodes. That they do use a lot of sets. Um, it's, it's And, you know, they make the drama and the storyline, I wouldn't say they make it interesting, but they make it okay because their acting is just... It's just like so spot on, and and I the one the, shot characters are so spot on. I think the one shot characters are good, maybe with the exception of the guy at the very end that jumped to that. Um, I think oh, the yeah, yeah. Um, the what is he a commander? Boy, I should have looked. Um, is Oof. it the commander? The commander of the base, the one who leads the well, it should be a tribunal, but uh, the trial. I a suppose. stone. Yeah, was he a commander? I thought he was a, a admiral, wasn't that? Did I make that up? Uh, that's a small point, I suppose. Um, I thought he's really well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Kirk does a good job. Shatner does a good job here. I think that Bones and Spock have pretty out-of-character moments, especially when they're on the stand. Um, but I think and, they and act nobody well. Else, nobody else really gets to act, right? No, I think, I think the, the lady lawyer is fantastic. She's probably my most favorite one-off character that I've ever seen. I, I have a her. question. I liked her fine, I but I have a question. I don't really understand lawyering. I but can <laughs> neither does the writer of this episode. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But can't isn't it do lawyers have to claim conflict of interest? Yes. Yes, they do. And that <laughs> okay. didn't make any sense. Okay, I just I thought so. 
But like most of my lawyer experience is, you know, TV, which I know is not accurate. But like, I was pretty sure I'm like, wait, if you have been intimate with the defendant, shouldn't you say, you know what, I recuse myself? From prosecuting so, this. Yes, I, I, of course. Yeah, she had to recuse herself. I agree. So it's possible that they were so short on people that for some reason she just had to do it. But anyway, that's the like, only thing I can think of. Weren't they this getting people up, in from all over the place, though? For yeah, the they're tribunal? at a star base. I don't right? know. Maybe like, there's some sort of conflict happening right now. Maybe all the lawyers are gone. <laughs> for some ugh. reason. They're, they're at a star base, right? That's they the are. Trick. And it's a big star base, apparently. No, like, she gives him a card of another lawyer, like, he has lots of choices of other lawyers. Right. Yeah. Well, but those are right. all defense lawyers, defense attorneys, and maybe the they're the prosecution lawyers. There just aren't that many. It's the only, I know, it doesn't make any sense. It's the None only thing I can sense. think of. <laughs> but obviously, she, no, Abby, you're totally right. She should recuse herself. Oh, okay. she also, She also, like, gives information to the defense. Yeah, which right? you also like, shouldn't constantly. do. Constantly. <laughs> She also, like, doesn't really fight that hard in court. Um, I thought she did. I thought she was really confident. It was, she was going to prosecute him until that very last minute. Well, he until was, the trial was, was over. I mean, let's yeah. jump to the end. Um, well, yeah. Let's jump to the end where <laughs> it becomes a clear kangaroo court. Um, but, like, his defense attorney does nothing. And it's like, yes, yeah, guess I it's over. And then Spock comes in, and, and then he gives an impassioned closing statement. And she's like, um, you had a chance for that, and you don't anymore. And the court's like, we'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it, it dissolves from a trial into, like, trying to find that guy. But, like, that's that's very far ahead. Um, uh, yeah, this is very, very far ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Skip to the so, end. I was just going to say that I, the opening, I, I think the open is good. The going to the it, ion it's, it's storm. Interesting, at least it's an interesting yeah. open. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they're doing an investigation since people die on the ship all the time with no investigations. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, I guess that's the. the I plot think device. Kirk has been way way more negligent in other cases. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right about. That. I think he maybe should have been court-martialed before this. <laughs> But <laughs> and after whatever. this, many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So agree. I was wondering, is it because this dude's a lieutenant commander? Maybe that's the uh, issue. He's such a high-ranking officer that that's why. In which case, like the Federation's kind of problematic. <laughs> like that's I mean, the case. What's 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 his name? Uh, in um, Doomsday Machine, right? He died like essentially under his care, um, right? Yeah, and oh, yeah. he was a. Captain Kirk's killed least. before. <laughs> like, he's, he's been in the vicinity of high-ranking people dying. Also, I looked it up. It's, it's Commodore Stone. I was close, but oh, okay. Commodore. Um, but yeah, where does Commodore rank on the rank on the chain of command? High. Yeah, pretty high. Is it below Admiral? That sounds right. I yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I feel like I should have before now memorized like the naval chain of command in preparation for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh well. <laughs> yeah. So Kirk is talking to Commodore Stone, uh, and then Spock comes in and like Stone's being very cagey. Um, but then he's like, "You've perjured yourself, right?" He, he's inviting him to fill out this paper report. Strangely. Mm-hmm. 
And then he says the computer contradicts it, right? Right. Which... Oh. Uh, I had, did have a question what the symbol on that guy's shirt was. That's a question. So, okay, are we going to jump to costume, prop, and scenery corner? Because this is by far my <laughs> biggest section of notes. Yeah, my, my what I was talking about was going nowhere, so <laughs> take it away. <laughs> okay, so the, the flower insignia, um, I, I love the flower insignia. We see a lot of weird insignias on their shirts. I like this one. Abby, did you like this one? I did. I also enjoyed that this was the first time that the dress uniforms are debut in the series. And it is yeah, also the only female dress uniform we ever see. I did see that too. Yeah. So let's go over the differences because I just kind of eyeballed them. Is it like the collar sticks out more and it's trimmed in gold? I think that's mostly the difference. And the cut's a little different. Yeah, it's lo- it's like a decent length, right? Yeah, it's actually like a- an appropriate length. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the the length of like I have like a reproduction dress and it's like the length of that. Yeah, as <laughs> it just still to feels like... embarrassingly short to wear. Yeah, but I do it. Yeah, but is um, it quite is that... the? Yeah, ridiculous. Is yeah. that insignia of the starbase? I would guess so, or maybe it's right. the branch of like that's what I was trying to figure the, out. The like prosecutor's office or something. I don't know. He's not. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Though, right? Yeah. It's okay. a cool insignia. Let's keep on costume corner. Can we talk about Jamie's futuristic Sailor Moon outfit? Can I wear <laughs> <swear> that? <laughs> I yeah, it was love pretty, that. It was that pretty like future times um, Sailor Moon. <laughs> it is fantastic. And then also Shaw's green and pink, like ridiculous dress with those giant rectangle earrings. I love her outfits. Her outfits were these great. Costumes. This is clearly a place where they still had a budget to do lots yeah, of stuff. Yeah, like, right? it's like that's, that's what, what I'm saying. It's a big budget, and like, and I think that uh, that pretty much everyone did their jobs really well. So it's not just the costumes; it's the the props too. So Shaw's bar drink. Did you see her drink? That's like out of like a coconut glass with a straw, <laughs> an umbrella, a giant fruit stick, and then like an entire palm tree. I want to drink that drink every day. Yeah, they should have <laughs> saved some of this money for season three. They should have saved for a rainy day, you know? Like, it's like the most ridiculous drink I have ever seen. And I go to a lot of like Caribbean resorts and stuff. <laughs> like, like, it is on. Okay. And then how about that heartbeat microphone? <laughs> Yeah, that oh, didn't make that's any. Much later. That's way that later. Was, but that's I'm sorry. I have one of those right here. It's called a microphone, and I'm holding this up to camera. But uh, this is called a a handheld mic. It didn't. I mean, it didn't even have to be a wireless because you just don't plug it in. And they put a rubber band around the top, and uh, maybe some space logos on it. But I loved that prop. That I want to use that in my prop. teaching. That I want to just. Che- <laughs> Let me I tell you, look, and just like put it up to people. Here's the <laughs> same like, microphone. I hear your heartbeat. <laughs> this this plays horrible for audio, but here's the same microphone with a windscreen on. And guess what? It looks a lot more futuristic than with it off, which would have been a five dollar solution, um, <laughs> <laughs> because they just took a mic right off a stand and used it, and it looked like a microphone. So. They put a piece of tape on it, to be fair. It did. That was <laughs> so, one of the worst props I've seen used in the series. Okay, you hush. It was amazing. Um, also, in terms of scenery, they actually had a lot of new scenes. So they had um, all those little niches of engineering that we've never yep. seen before. No, this was great scene-wise. Was Do great. we ever see those again? Uh, maybe. They do, do a lot of stuff in engineering. I want to say that a lot of the fights in space seem to happen in engineering. 
but okay. that's, yeah, that's just off to. the top of my head. But um. And then all the remastering, the like shots of all the lovely planet's surface and the city, the moon with is the this rings. A moon? Is, is this a moon? I presumed it Did was. they ever say? I don't know. Because if they, they said have it was a, a star base. That's all they identified it yeah. as. Yeah. And the... I mean, there's some questions about this, and again, it's early in this series, so they weren't thinking about it, but so it's a star base, and they're there for repairs, right? Their ship is badly damaged, um, but their ship their ship is not going to land on the planet, so all these repairs are no. in orbit, Space. right? So in future series, right. they would have a star dock here, right? They would be in dry dock, um, which is much cooler from a scenery perspective, but... They're, they weren't thinking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, here, I but. presume that their ship was in space, in dry dock, and they, there was, like, something on the moon's surface. Like, the, yeah. the space no, station the, the, orbits this moon. Yeah, yeah. But later, right, they, like, are in the Enterprise using it to, like, test all these theories, and it's not damaged to the point that they can't fly it. Um, it like, nobody's seemingly working on it anymore. Um, so all those, like, substantial damage seems to go away very, very quickly. With. Speaking of that scene, that end scene, Paul, Science Corner, are they? would their orbit decay that quickly? You need to keep up a pretty good speed to stay in orbit. Um, so, so yes. We talked about this, yeah, when we, this was a uh, sign on Earth, right? That you need about 17,000 miles an hour um, to stay in orbit. Now, it, the question is, why weren't they in a higher orbit that wouldn't decay quick? Um, <laughs> and does but, it matter that it's a tiny moon? That's a good point. Yeah, it does. Because um, um, if it so, doesn't yeah, have a I'm lot of gravity. You, that's true. I'm quoting you those numbers for Earth. Um, based on, again, that was the Simon Earth. So it, a lot of factors would be different. They're probably closer to it since it's smaller. Right? They're in a stable orbit to start with, which would decay over time. But, um, yeah, as long as you're... Again, you're, you're, you're always falling. You're just trying to go forward fast enough that you fall into a space that is not the planet. Right? A, a yeah, because they, they fall in like falling. 10 minutes. Yeah. Like in 10 minutes it becomes critical. Which They just still seems... have speed, right? And they're not tracking atmosphere, right? That, that would be the big part where you start to get drag. Um, but yeah, all orbits decay. Well, not all orbits, but <laughs> with rare exception, all orbits decay. Um, hmm. They should have just been up higher, but then they wouldn't have the suspense, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Plot devices are important. <laughs> They are. Yeah, it's not like this. This um, what are, again? I keep trying to call them a tribunal. Um, this this panel. It's not like they're really thinking on their feet. Well, so <laughs> they're willing to just jump on the ship and say trials here now. Um, that said, there are a lot of these jumps. There are a lot of scenes, but they also jump between scenes a lot and very quickly. And there's a lot of like moods of scenes. They're very contrasty. And um, early on, especially, where, like, Kirk is in there. It feels like Kirk has a doppelganger on the base, and I was almost wondering if that was what the thing was. Because he's in the first scene, and he's in a certain uniform. And then there's the other scene in the bar, and he's a totally different mood, has on a totally different outfit, and then jumps back to the office in the original outfit, in the original (laughs) mood. And it's clearly just, like, editing. They didn't really think that through much. But I was really, I didn't remember this episode well. And I was like, is this one where he just has a double? And oh. <laughs> it, it was weird. Anyway. Um, I, I, okay. Also, how many past serious girlfriends has Kirk had? See, and I Several. guess that's, a, that's, that's another one of those like classic Kirk trope 
thing. It is. Again, that doesn't show up in tons of episodes, but when it does, this is the things we seize on. And I mean, it's, is it is significant, yeah, especially because I'm watching the movies, and, like, Carol Marcus is in there, too, right? There's at least yeah. one in the movies. Like, there's 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 many. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if you think about it, if he's only supposed to be, like, a 32, 33, 30, even 35-year-old captain, like... When did he have time for these, like, I don't know, eight yeah. serious relationships? Yeah, and right. he's yeah. married to his ship, so, like, for real, <laughs> does he have time? Like, to the point where, like, like, like these women, like, love him. Like, Shaw loved him, right? Would you agree with that? And still kind of does. Like, it's the... Mm-hmm. Although I do... Fi- I did find their relationship very, like, mature and very yeah. like like we it's one of those things where it's like we love each other but we also are realistic people who realize that it's never gonna work yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna continue to be like kind of flirty and still care for each other and you know like think about each other but also we're never going to like take that step to be like we should make an effort <laughs> and I kind of like that no, she is, I think she's a total badass. She's one of the only, like, one of the least flat female characters. She does her absolute best at her job, besides, like, the giving a hint to Kirk. Well, I think she, she's ridiculously good at it and ridiculously com- competent. But, the, right, the trick is in the writing, because as a lawyer, she's horrible. Like, she asks all the wrong questions. She When Spock starts talking, she lets a witness take over the questioning. Um, like, as a lawyer, she is very incompetent but she comes off as a lot more competent than the man lawyer i think is what i'm trying oh sure to say. because he's written to be like a joke he is like not a lawyer he is <laughs> look when they get into his office and he has all those books and he goes oh and kirk's like why do you have all these books and he's like computers like i don't trust them <laughs> it's like it's like that scene in tommy boy with michelle right where she and he even says the line i have a system which is the line from tommy boy <laughs> that um that Rob Lowe uses to screw up the whole company, right? And it's like this is not a competent lawyer, and he's like, what, what? All the rationale he uses is like, oh, if you want to know about like history, it's not in those computers; it's in these books. And it's, and it's like, aren't the books in the computers, man? Like you don't have first they editions are. of these that with like, anyway. They are, and they're indexed, and they're, like, searchable PDFs in the computer. <laughs> like, yeah, we could right? have a great, really extensive conversation about ebooks yeah. versus print books. <laughs> sure. And I'm not, I'm not saying that books are completely, that, that computers, for a lawyer, having searchable PDFs is very important, right? Having Yeah, if you're looking to, to go through, like, like um, precedents... You yeah. want to have all your stuff indexed and like, like you want like the best librarian or like, like archives yes. that like exists. I'm not saying that books are unimportant. I'm saying that for a lawyer, for him to say, I don't need a computer is laughable at best. Yeah. It's, um, it's so irresponsible. <laughs> and irresponsible is a much better word. And the fact that Shaw comes off as a semi-competent lawyer is only because she is contrasted with this completely incompetent lawyer. No, well, no, I don't think that's completely true because there's one thing about her that is the best thing, and it's this. She doesn't go easy on Kirk because she's emotionally compromised about She him. doesn't call him as a witness, right? She doesn't call him as a witness. She rests her case 
without calling Kirk as a witness. That's but still, with if it wasn't for the last, the very last thing, he was about to be prosecuted. She was going to prosecute him, <laughs> despite the fact that she loved him. Well, she's and, obliged to. Like, well, yes, she has, but but she has so video often, evidence. I know. Of him so often the women. I know. I know. I agree. But so often the women in Star Trek are portrayed as these super emotional, um, completely irrational creatures that then do like the stupidest <laughs> things. And what I'm saying is she's actually does her job, even though she has the feelings. And they almost never portray women like that. Okay. I'll buy that she at least tries to do her job. I'll, I'll give you that. The fact that she is written to be kind of bad at it, aside, she is going to win this case. She is. Because the other lawyer is written to be even worse. I'll, 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 that's a good point. I'll, I'll give you that. Let's toss out there, though, she does have video evidence of him <laughs> pressing a button and killing the person. It's true. Well, and I think, like, I honestly think that's kind of why she doesn't call Kirk to the stand, because she doesn't have to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would you, I don't think why she, she should, I don't think she should Spock call Kirk McCoy. to the stand. She shouldn't call know. Spock and McCoy. I don't know, but I don't think she she should as a as a competent lawyer call Kirk to the stand because Kirk, as we know, is a a grandstander and b <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> like he so is, is very so is his lawyer yeah and he is very charismatic so I think she makes a good choice by not calling Kirk to the stand yeah it works in her favor so yeah let's go to Kirk and, or uh, Bones and Spock on the stand I love Spock's defense his entire defense is that he knows the captain yeah That's right it. and he says. <laughs> Yeah, he says, yeah, it's very unspock. He says, I don't speculate. Yeah. And then he speculates. Um, <laughs> right? Like, what, he, he says, like, oh, and I'm also sure at some point in the series, Spock has said the word speculation and then speculated. I don't know where it is, but he no, says I some very dumb, true. some dumb non Vulcan stuff here. It's just like, yeah. Well, it's weird because no. it's such a deeply emotional defense, which I think is what you're saying, Paul. Yeah, it's like, like Spock he's my best friend. And, yeah, he's that, like, that's his defense. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know how everything works, and like, I know the stars in the sky, like, will do their thing. And, and I so know my Kirk like space boyfriend, yeah, is not gonna like, <laughs> like do yeah, anything. So I was gonna say, I think that qualifies as Spock shows emotion because he's yeah, so I think so too. Yeah. Well, and then Bones's testimony. Oh my god, this might be even worse. They get up there, she gets him up there, and she's like, you're an expert, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I know something about it. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, she says he's like an expert psychologist, and I'm like, yeah, okay. that's, that's new. And he's kind of like, sure, sure. <laughs> he's like, if you say I am, I suppose, because he's not. No, and so yeah, at all. Can we talk about that? Is he's a surgeon, right? And he's like, and, and probably like a xenobiologist. Xenobiologist is what... He's yeah. usually talked about as being an expert in. And now all of a sudden he's, he has like a specialty in space psychology. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's needed the for the plot. So. Let's also toss out. So this is also a problem. I guess we're just calling Commodore. Um, I forgot his name now. Uh, it doesn't he's matter. Judge. Stone. He's a judge. Commodore Stone. Stone. As a judge, he is also terrifically incompetent here. Mm -hmm. Again, it's also Kirk's lawyer is incompetent for not raising these questions. But she starts, she's asking these questions, and she just called out speculation. But then she starts asking these questions like, is it possible? Um, <laughs> right? And this happens a lot in the writing. Yeah, of, yeah. I've called, out, I've called out Kirk for doing this when he talks to the computer before. That, Absolutely. like, 
Is it possible for a cantaloupe to be slightly more spherical than ellipsoidal? <laughs> and the computer's like, yes, yes, obviously. Um, like these, like if a lawyer made it said, like, is it possible that this happened? Like, yeah. Uh, I know Bones has no choice but to agree with her because she's like, isn't it possible? Like, and then like wild emotional speculation that like someone could be mad yeah. about this. And yeah. he's like, yeah, obviously it's possible that like it's someone like, could be mad. Isn't it possible if someone's mad at you that you could get mad at them? <laughs> he's like, That's the question though. Yeah, that, that is, basically the question, is the question, right? And uh, it's like, this is just some of the dumbest dialogue that they, that we've seen, especially from someone who's supposed to be a professional, right? But it worked. Um, it worked. <laughs> well, it works um, because no one stops her. Yes. Right? That's the problem. So can uh, we also say that Bones drinks in this episode because he gets her a drink off camera? Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He's in a bar. There's no way he's not. <laughs> I imagine he's getting one of those drinks with, like, the whole palm tree in it. Yeah. Also, can I, I mean, this is kind of out of order, but what's an ion pod? Does anyone know? Does anyone care? <laughs> Do we care? I don't care. Well, well in why? what context was I it used? I don't think it's real. And yeah, what context is it used? Is a great question, Chelsea. And <laughs> why is there a button on the command console? Which there's only like four. <laughs> there's only like four buttons, and they happen and, to all relate to this episode. It's and two convenient. of them are yellow alert, red alert, Chetus and Ion Pod, and then a fourth one that we. <laughs> <laughs> and a mystery like button. Um, yeah, like why is that on that b- button? <laughs> yeah, I don't no really. One knows. <laughs> the chair, the buttons on the captain's chair are always kind of what is needed for that episode. There is not. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, like, right. There is no no follow through with with the buttons on the command chair they're just kind of like we need a button to do this this episode so i guess it's on the captain's chair that makes sense right yeah yeah that makes sense it's fine there's only four yeah. buttons we've used two we've already used three of them i'm like we still have one right it's like it's the whole like it's the bullets and the gun at the end of clue three plus two plus two plus one (laughs) so so let's let's talk about though like what has happened here right because the argument that the that is kind of being made okay let me start though too is the prosecution the only one who has this video because this definitely would have been a thing that like spock brought to the commodore so i think that it is because like uh kirk's lawyer seems surprised yeah and wouldn't that be like the first thing kirk would be like hey there's yeah, video of have, me on the bridge doing this. Don't you have to submit evidence me. before you the have to trial? submit evidence? <laughs> yeah, so, uh-huh. Like, Abby, you've watched more than one episode of One Order. <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Bones lately because <laughs> Oh, there you go. Another good yeah. <laughs> Which I case, have other issues named with, Bones. But that's well, In there's a case, whole other thing. They are very surprised <laughs> by this, and it's like, yeah, first you do have to submit that. <laughs> they would get she just like look over there because i'm going to play you this thing not like i'm going to enter this into evidence blah blah blah. um but why even have this trial if this video exists first off um and why call witnesses on either side well and i guess i guess because they're it must be part of, of establishing like, motive, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Well, yeah, it's probably operating standard procedure because it is a high-ranking official. So I feel like you have to have a review board at least, like 
you, I think, I think that's stand, I, that, I, that I don't question. That is pretty bureaucratically standard <laughs> to like review everything within an inch of its life. I think the linchpin of this episode that I have trouble with is that they're making an argument that is, can a computer be wrong? And they have this evidence that is, you know, did Kirk press button one, which is red alert, before he pressed button two, which is Chazin Pot? And that's a question of this computer registered two signals. That's what Spock brought down, right? It's a computer log. And that's a computer log. And then they have this video footage of Kirk pressing a button (laughs) and doing it. And that's totally different and totally removed. And it also speaks to like, so the end of this, right, is this, this, that this guy who was presumably murdered set this all up. So he did not only doctor the computer files, which would have been relatively easy. Mm-hmm. he doctored video footage of this whole interchange because the way it goes in the yeah. video is Kirk is just sitting there and is like, Hey, you have some time. And then his hand like casually moves down and presses a button. And presumably the video footage should have been Kirk saying like, okay, red alert. Hey, you have some time. You need to get out of there. Get out of there, please. And then saying, I'm going to have to press this button and then pressing it. Right. So, like, he doctored all that out. And also, Kirk should have been like, hey, this is not the video, which I think he, what he says, but... I think there's I a... It didn't happen like that. It didn't happen yeah, like that. that's what he says. Yeah, that's but, what he says. But that's everyone on happened. the bridge should agree as well, right? Well, like, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone on the bridge should be like, yeah, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> like, we there were was a there. conversation. <laughs> like, he was still talking before, you know, so... Yeah. Ugh. I, I also don't know how you manipulate the video that much <laughs> yeah, right? like i don't know how it's possible <laughs> other so presumably, than i was thinking science. he probably spliced in or else he's just like a master at cgi i get i don't know <laughs> but he would have had to do it in like such a short period of time yeah right like, like he would have had to have it ready or something i think he would have had to have it ready yeah, like he and then had know to that he was going to be the one in the ion pod, yeah. right? That he was top of the Malice roster. Malice and forethought. Like, there's so much. It had to be, like, a contingency plan. He would have had to been like, you know, here's a possible way I could die. How could I make this work for me? Do you me? know what would be so much easier is to doctor the computer record and then just destroy the video record. It's true. Yeah, it is true. It would be so much simpler. And say, the ions destroyed it. Yeah, it, it got right? scrambled, so we don't have Super a video, easy. but the computer Super log easy. is still there. But then there would have been no way to get Kirk off, and that's, of course, what has well, to Well, yeah, they would have just had to find a glitch in the computer programming, is what would have had to be the yeah. solution if yeah. they had done that. Instead Which isn't, of... that the, isn't that the plot of uh, Star Trek Six? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it right now, I'll let you know. I think that's the plot of Six, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, it's not an unheard of trope in sci-fi. In any case, this is absurd by this point in these, this episode. This is an absurd. Well, and then he goes right from where you're talking about into that, uh, like, human rights speech. Yeah, Which right. is just Very like, what is episode. happening? <laughs> Very human-centric episode, man. But, like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but wouldn't that have also made a good closing for the defense? <laughs> Before he just said, nah, I got nothing to say. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's poorly executed 
kind of at best because like what his point is like we can move this trial to the ship it's a human right well he says like you have to be able to uh you have to be able to speak to your accuser right and the accuser is a videotape it's like no <laughs> it makes you, no, no you sense don't at all. like no you don't get to see like we're the accusers in that like the judges essentially um yeah because it's like he the, watched the this federation videotape. versus Kirk. It's like if you if Kirk had signed a, a signed confession and given it to them and said, I murdered this guy, I hated him, and submitted it to the court and then said, Hold on, I get to I get to see and I get to see my accuser, and my accuser is that note that, <laughs> that I myself wrote. Like that is what he's saying here. It's, yeah, it's uh, not. It doesn't make any sense. It's like some people watched a lot of Perry Mason and they were like, I know how lawyers work. Right. <laughs> and then they so tried to write raises, this episode. It raises a question that I had throughout it that I think I'll just let sit here for a second while we talk about other stuff. But in a lot of these episodes, and, and some of the ones that I don't like, but sometimes you do, you'll say there's a point to them. And, and so I really want to have this question linger for a while of what the point of this episode oh, is. Oh, have, I have a lot of points. I think there are actually a lot of good points in this episode. Um, there's only a few things I want to talk about. But but yes, to, to like just broadly answer that question, don't worry. I have okay. many <laughs> points. All right. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, can we, can we move back to... So could, the, the trial moves to the ship, right? Is that, that's where we're at, right? uh yeah we can go to the sh- sure the fight scene and all that <laughs> who knows well anymore. there's before that right so so they move to the ship and they do the whole i love the dialogue here because this is this is some of the worst written dialogue um <laughs> i forget if it's kirk or mccoy who says that their plan is that the computer has an auditory sensor uh and if <laughs> Like, of, of course it does, right? It's called a microphone. <laughs> um, and they're like, the computer can hear things. And they're like, cool, I'm on board. Um, and then I do believe it is Kirk that makes the claim that we could boost this on the order of one to the fourth power. This is the Isn't that one? That is one. <laughs> Which maybe is not a lie if he's just trying to outmath him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he says... Yeah, yeah, I don't know a lot about a... math, but I know that one to the fourth power is one. One to the any power, <laughs> power it turns out to one. be one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's one of those where, like, wow, you didn't have anybody who understands math read this script. Like, <laughs> but, like, how this can you the... have that little math? That's, like, middle school level math. Yeah, it, I mean, it's about the same level of... Um, sort of understanding of the judiciary that they have i suppose but... like do you think that william shatner messed that up or do you think that's how it was written oh no it was written that no, way there's yeah, no way i'm way. sorry the 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 history we have for star trek they are not great with the numbers <laughs> yeah and so, i think yeah. that if 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 shatner had read that wrong and a director was sitting there looking at the script, they would have said, wait a second, you meant 10 to the, 10 to the fourth power or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think 10th to the fourth power would have made a lot more sense, right? It makes a ton more sense. Or maybe they just omitted <laughs> the actual... zero in one of the script copies. <sighs> yeah, in any case, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. When they're doing it, though, and then he says, okay, turn on now, and you hear the loud, like all the heartbeats, and then he says, cool, it's working. Shouldn't <laughs> you hear him say, cool, it's working, magnified? as well and all the sounds they're making as they're walking around right why is this auditory sensor only picking up heartbeats 
because it's programmed know. to do that. Yeah. No, because he says like everyone. I know. On no, the ship it doesn't make any quiet, sense. Right? It makes no sense. Uh, yeah. It and then we already it. talked about the bad prop there, but it's. No, it yeah, doesn't. Anyway. It doesn't really actually work. No, it does not. <laughs> then why would they let Kirk, the person who was on trial for murder, why would they let him go alone <laughs> with a gun to track down the person he was accused of murdering? It's a, uh, uh, <laughs> because the security officers have proven that they are terrible at their jobs always. So. Right? Like, why would they not send anyone with? Yeah, they should have sent a security detail. It's insane. It's a hundred percent, you guys. 100%. Or why not just like close off engineering and like? Yeah. No one knows. Like, there's so many things they could pump have done. Some, yeah, pump in something to subdue him. You know. Yeah. Yes. I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they do finally fight, I did notice the ridiculous extras this time. Oh yeah, this had stunt doubles, no problem. This is, <laughs> they were one hundred percent stunt doubles. They this were crazy. classic. This is some of the best parts of the episode because this is classic Trek stunt doubles. That they do these wide shots, and you can clearly tell that they are not the people they are supposed to be. Nor are they anywhere near their ages, nor do they look like them more than in a passing glance. <laughs> they are basically just wearing the same clothes, and that is yep. all. No. So I was watching <laughs> that some... That is amazing. I love yes, it. Yes. I was watching some 1960s, late 1960s footage the other day, and Paul, I, it, it has to be what you're always saying, that the screens are just so oh, fuzzy. Yeah. That, yeah, sure. they just could no one could have told. Watch this in broadcast resolution on a 19-inch CRT. I, yeah, you would not. It would have been this. fine. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely improved technology. Yeah. It's, it's fine. But it does make for entertaining watching now. It does. <laughs> yeah, it That's why I love it. That's why I love it. So, um, um, I really liked the fight scene, though, as far as they go. It was, I thought it was pretty good. And Kirk rips his shirt. He does. Which is fine. <laughs> he can do that anytime. Good thing the problem that this guy caused is both fixable and knowable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, it's sometimes I forget that Kirk is like trained in engineering and presumably science as well, because then he like immediately saves the ship somehow. And also sometimes I forget that like Uhura is a trained navigator, and so somehow yeah, she can because... do all that too. <laughs> it's because they don't let Uhura do stuff, even though she's very competent. <laughs> This is one of only three times in the series that Uhura takes over a navigation. Really? Just FYI. Oh, wow. Which she can do, like, really well. Oh, yeah. Um, well, she's Uhura. She can do everything well. They just don't <laughs> let her. <laughs> so, because to your much, part to your much earlier... Sorry. Sorry. To your much earlier point, Chelsea, um, about the orbit... I think it was you. Um, the Intrepid is the other ship that's in space dock, right? That is also in orbit. Um, I think so, yeah. Right? Is that the right ship? I think it's right. Um, but also, wouldn't it be able to... Right? They have tractor beams. Right? It would be able to fly over and at least slow the decay of this orbit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? They don't even make an attempt. They're just like... We're going to we crash. The ticking, we started the ticking clock. <laughs> no. yeah, it's a good, there, there are other ships there. There's definitely at least one other ship. Yeah. So, in any case... Um, so what's, also, what's the point of this episode, Chelsea? Hold on. Well, all right, last thing before we go <laughs> to that. Uh, the very ending line, you know how they often do that like sort of funny uh, line? Yeah, I actually like this one. I liked that the last line wasn't like she was hot or like Kirk, like you bone that. It was implied. Like it, well, yes, but it was that she's a very good lawyer. And like it's, I Obviously. think it's meant to be a serious compliment on her career. And I liked it. 
that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just Whatever. want there to be more strong women. Okay. All right. I would know, fine. and I would. I would love for this series. I mean, we know this series doesn't, but I would love for this series to have more <laughs> of those characters. I'm just saying. She had to be written poorly for this episode to work, for the plot to work, right? Like Yes, but I still think she comes across as one of the more competent, one of the yeah. most competent. I wish she had been used in a situation where she was allowed to be on the on the winning side, right? Right? You know that Kirk is on the winning side. You know that Spock and McCoy are on the winning side. Um and if it had been an episode where like she was that lawyer uncovering all these sorts of things and she found out what had gone wrong, um, I think that would be a much better use of her, right? As opposed to being the person who is, by virtue of the premise of the series, a priori destined to lose this trial. Yeah, that being said, I think this is one of the least sexist and least racist episodes um, probably that we've seen. There's like that really high-ranking black commodore. There's the Asian sure. lady officer who's on yeah. tr- who goes on the stand. And we hardly ever see lady officers... I, I think um, this is a very diverse, yeah, episode. There's Uhura, mm-hmm. who's featured prominently. There's Shaw, who's featured prominently. They're both extremely competent. And so, like, in terms of all that, like, the diversity of the cast, sometimes you get these episodes that are clearly from the 60s. And sometimes, like, <laughs> this one, like, this could have been filmed in the last 10 years uh, with, like, the same cast. And I think people would have been like, yeah, this could have been filmed, like, today. Let, let's say that then Kirk's lawyer... The lawyer who does nothing is not good at his job and accidentally stumbles into a solution, perhaps just <laughs> by virtue of other people helping him, is perfectly cast as an old white man. White man. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It could almost be a commentary written by, like, millennials now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. All right. You guys want the themes? I mean, I'd love to hear what you think they are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There are four as I see them, and let's start with the obvious ones, because it's easy to get you, my very concrete thinkers, on board with the more obvious ones. <laughs> so it's it's the anti-bureaucracy, which I think, is it Bones, literally talks about, well, like, this bureaucracy, like, this is the whatever, you know. Um, and then, like, just, like, how ridiculous the sham trial is to begin with. There's a very poorly executed, oh, wait, do you want to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, is that your first point? No, that's my last point. I'm working up from the bottom. Okay, if that's a point in and of itself, like, this is not a sham trial. They have video of him murdering a person. No, it becomes a sham trial. (laughs) I know, no. At the end, when they're like, it dissolves into the fight scene. Okay, at that point, That's what I meant, yeah. At that point, at the end, they, like, somebody i think it's the um it's shaw who says like can we dismiss this and he's like i i, I want to hear this witness the witness being the person who is allegedly the murder victim right <laughs> yeah. it's such a, such a ridiculous line um so i would say as a statement about bureaucracy it's only a statement about bureaucracy as it is set up as a straw man in this episode right this is not bureaucracy this is a straw man of it that is either completely misunderstood or misrepresented. I mostly say that because of what is the line? Hold on. Court martial transcript. We can find this. How do you transcript. spell bureaucracy? Bureaucracy. Ugh. Abby, help. You're smart. You can't get close <laughs> enough in Google to... You, I can't get close enough. What is it? 
No, it's Abby <laughs> Bureaucracy. Oh, that is B U R U R E A U C R A C Y. Yes, it's bureau. Bureau. Oh, okay. I'm not finding the line. Is it? I swear to God, it was McCoy. Um, let me do. All right. Well, he had a line. I swear, guys. I am apparently going crazy. All right. Anyway, fine. I will dismiss that theme. The second theme is very poorly executed, and it's essentially like, um, what is a human right, or like, what are like the rights of people? Basically, like very broadly. I don't think that's like even remotely well executed, but I think that's that's kind of one of the ideas they tried to throw in. Yeah, it's this one speech, right? Of like, yes. I. I think there's a I, I would agree with you that there's a a thread here that they could have seized on and they maybe I were think thinking so. about about what does evidence from a thinking computer mean? Um but they don't have that here, right? They do have concrete recorded evidence. Um Right. Well, which, which leads to the next theme which is exactly what you're saying, which is the fallacy of machines and computers, which we've seen is a very recurring theme. There's a lot of anxiety about that in the 60s, so that all checks yeah. out. I that one's I very like, obvious. I like that one, and especially, I, I think they muddle it by using video. Um, but I like that, I, and I do think that is a, that's definitely an idea here. So, okay. And then there's the number one theme, which is what the whole episode is about, which is essentially interpersonal conflict and how we are in the future, but that does not solve the fact that like people don't get along. And it's like a theme that is very much, um, at least uh, with the characters in the Federation, absent in TNG. But like this whole episode essentially is occurring because people don't like each other. But is that is that a, a point of an episode, or that's just saying? That that's just a plot, right? That's just a way you write a thing. No, I don't think so. It's I think the the theme is that like we haven't solved that, and it's a theme that Roddenberry returns to a lot in TNG because by that point, I think he essentially hypothesizes that we have solved it, like we've like evolved somehow. It's this very teleological narrative of humanity, but at this point in his vision, um, like we haven't. We haven't really solved it. Like, people are fallible. So, like, that's that's the overall idea. People are fallible. They're just people. And they even say it several times, don't they? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the movies that I just watched. But it comes up in the movies several times that no one's perfect. It's iterated several times throughout the series. No one is perfect. And, yeah, I think this is how they kind of um, get to that in this episode. Like, there's there's just a lot of... Um, a lot yeah, of not liking each other. I I would I guess I agree that I mean that's certainly in there. I guess my question would still be is that I, I maybe in Trek like you said you know there's not that much of it. I don't know that's an interesting point I suppose. I, I still don't know that it's enough of a vehicle for the whole story without being a little more signposted. Maybe. Yeah, I'm and I don't know that it's like a hundred percent well done <laughs> I, I, maybe maybe i'll put it this way i i think that you're right but i'm not sure that that's what the writer of this episode was sitting down to say so yeah so now you're they asking have, like a they huge might have walked there accidentally right. you're asking like a huge question that recurs constantly in the humanities right which is 
what is like like how how do we do interpretation how do we do readings of artistic works is it like based on the author's intention or is it based on like the readers and like us now and so we basically most of us uh agree that it's it's based on the read it's based on us it's not based I mean, on the both, author's attention they're both different so just talk about right if we were going to talk about like the the intentions of the writers uh i would be arguing different things so i always try to argue for like um for yeah like present day sort of readings so i'm trying to read this through like 2020 um through yeah that's a good question how can you use this i think there are answers but how do i think you used it (laughs) yeah i yeah i mean if we want to talk about like the 60s uh no no i'm saying that i don't think the writer had any other than get paid i don't know um i don't know i i can't i don't know i can't speak to that um i mean if if you're well i mean i I guess you should have been thinking right like trained writers would have been thinking in terms of symbolism and in terms Mm, of themes um, a lot of the writers on track (laughs) i mean trained writer has is a spectrum Um, yes i i agree with that but like but like a properly trained writer like does like you know they they do try to think of things. No, sorry, I'm, I'm on memory alpha now, and I was just going through the quotes very quickly. And um, you had just talked about like this this sort of I forget the, but there is this human versus machine or the fallibility of mm-hmm. machines. Absolutely. Um, and I think this court scene, especially this crazy defense lawyer. So there's a quote here: "I speak of rights, a machine has none." Right. Um, that's like man, that's a whole episode in TNG that is a much better episode. Um. But like, yeah, this is a very human centric episode. Yeah, so like, that that's actually two of the themes, right? The human rights episode and like and the um the machine kind of versus yeah. the fallibility of machines, essentially. Which are recurrent themes throughout the series, yeah, not just in TOS. And I, I agree with you, both of those themes are way more nuanced, way heavier uh nuanced in later series. So But the technology is also a lot better in later series, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so, Finley's the antagonist here, right? Almost certainly. Yeah. I'm ready I think to talk so. about where he Definitely, goes because yeah. he's, he's... He's a regular person and he's extremely effective. Yeah, he spent <laughs> decades setting this up and then took his opportunity. I mean, he gets stopped by a heartbeat sensor, I suppose. He's gotta be down there with like Gideon, right? Mark Gideon. Again, that's not his name, but that's what we call him. Um or Anon Seven from a Taste of Armageddon. Yeah, he's definitely Dr. way down Adams? on the list. Like... Boy, Dr. Adams feels pretty close. Dagger in the mind. I feel yeah. like Gideon right. is is better than him. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Dr. Adams had a plan and he got he like was enacting it and then he got caught essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah I that's feel like, true. Yeah, I feel like about that. I mean, I'd probably put him under Dr. Adams. I would too, because I think Dr. Adams kind of, like, when he, he, he hurt Kurt, right? Yeah, he'd at least been running his plan for a while. So yeah. below that are the Orions from Journey to Babel. Oh, boy. And then Lazarus and then the Miri virus. <laughs> <laughs> the Orions also carried out a unsuccessful plan semi-successfully. Right? That was the whole idea. They were yeah. trying to sabotage the... Um, I think he gets further in the episode with that working, I suppose. 
Although I, the Orions stab Kirk, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're more effective. Because Kirk barely even gets a... Well, he gets like a ripped shirt wing. <laughs> but that's about it. So above Lazarus? I'm good with that. I'm trying to think. Is Lazarus... The, the alter- it's a computer works. and alternative factor. He's running a planet for a long time, but yeah. not effectively. I also am gendering a computer, obviously. Um, the computer is running a planet for a while. Yeah, I think the computer is more powerful. I don't know about that. We tossed out... Oof. Abby, what do you think? I- I'd probably put them above Lazarus and below the Orions. Is my... Yeah. I don't care my first, my first I think that's where I'm settling, inclination. Too. Let's call it there. All right. Please, Abby, tell me in bingo there was a square for bone strengths. <laughs> we have to guess, did we get it or not? That's the question. I don't think we did because I don't know if there are quite enough. But I really want there to be a square for bones drinking Boy, because he's in a bar. Bones drinking, you got a lot of characters in there. Um, you've got dress uniforms. you got all that. Um, oh, by the way, when... Uh, I just went to Memory Alpha to, to check that guy's name. Um, that thing they put their hands on, do they just have, like, chips in their hands that are being read by that? Oh, I <laughs> like, thought it was, like, a... palm print or something. I thought it was, but like, why... reading your pulse, like a, um, a lie detector. But that could potentially be a use of bad use, because that's not admissible court evidence. Um, but why have it be a palm print instead of a fingerprint? <laughs> Which is, which is why I thought it was cooler. some sort of lie detector-like thing. Like, like it was reading were, your physiology. I figured that it was like you microchip your pets, that they all just get microchips in their hands, and then... I don't think they is. would have thought of that. That might have been... Um, I think I think that probably the intention was a lie detector, but we can read it as that. <laughs> well, no, it's not a lie... It's definitely not used as a lie detector. Because... I thought it was just identification. Oh, I really? Know. They yeah, press their hands what... on it, and then the computer says, like, this is this person, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought it was a palm print. Well, like, then why do they leave their hand on it the whole time? It's probably nice and warm or something, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, they do not move their hands. <laughs> Alright, uh, anyway, okay. back to bingo. <laughs> bingo! The important things. The important I'd say, things. I'd say a maybe on bingo. I'm gonna commit to a hard maybe. <laughs> um... Okay, well, I didn't have Bones Drinks marked because he doesn't actually on screen, but I'm happy to put that on there if Thank you guys you. want to. I, <laughs> Thank you, God. All I'm I want to do is have Bones Drink. I'm usually the stickler on this, but I do agree that he's, he's in, a in a bar. It makes sense. And yeah. he says, no, I'm fine with get it. a drink with me. Yeah, I'm uh, fine he... with it. I have no arguments for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm always happy to be like, yep, Bones is drinking. It's it's normal. Bones <laughs> is, has a little alcohol um, problem. It's fine. Yeah. So the the saddest part is that there's no square for ripped shirt Kirk, which was kind of a bummer. Oh, darn. <laughs> that was he really gets a upsetting. Good ripped shirt. He does. It's it's super it's mm-hmm. super ripped. It's great, but yeah, no, it was sad. Um, but yeah, That's and amazing. I would argue I would argue there's a Kirk speech, except it's given by the lawyer instead of Kirk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want to count that or not, but it definitely, like, the, the speech the lawyer gives, I'm like, this is a Kirk speech, except Kirk's not saying it. If it gives us bingo, I definitely want us to have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, um, we were one away once again. Is it the Kirk speech? 
No, the Kirk speech wouldn't have given it to us. We okay. needed a red shirt to die. Oh, and they like they should have. I don't know how. Probably in the fight. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, if a red shirt had died, we would have had it. Um, there was a captain's log entry. The bridge shakes. There's recurring actor. Kirk makes out with someone. The title of the episode is said, I think, several times. <laughs> and then we decided bonus drinks. So we were once again close. But but no, no bingo. Bummer. I'm always sad about it. But oh, well, it's fine. It's fine. It's still my favorite thing. <laughs> I love bingo. I think that's a really fun thing we do. I do too. Even though you complain about it all the time, but it's fine. Mm. I do, but I'm I want not us bitter. to win it. <laughs> <laughs> not that anyone right. listens, but I'm sure our listeners like it too. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's see here. Let's find out what we're watching next time. Oh, this one seems to want to come to me. Uh-huh. Well, we are staying in season one. Really? And How many yep, are we left? are. There's, I know, there's not that many left in season one, honestly. We've done so many. We have. And we are going to see the conscience of the king. While Captain Kirk investigates whether an actor is actually a presumed dead mass murderer, a mysterious yep. assailant is killing the people who could identify the fugitive. Yes. Get my Shakespeare on. I'm excited. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> Shakespeare. Is this? <gasps> oh, is this... Saurus 4? I can oh. never remember what planet they're on ever. This is the like... one where, no, this is the one where Kirk, like, you learn about Kirk's awful childhood, right? I don't know. I just remember the, like, performances and stuff. Yeah. It's just yeah, the important part the to me. I remember that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm ex- I haven't seen this one in a while, so I'm excited. I don't remember how well it holds up, but I don't care. <laughs> cool i'm excited anyway all right listeners so uh don't forget you can follow us on the social media of your preference um if you like you can email us at info at three to beam up.com um say hi to us on facebook instagram whatever uh and we will see you next time for conscience of the king